0: Hello and welcome back to the Black Doctors Podcast. I'm Stephen, your friendly neighborhood anesthesiologist. I'm also the host and creator of this show. Thanks so much for joining us for this uh, year end review episode of the show. I know we just closed out season two, but I'd be remiss if I didn't come back and just give a recap of everything this long year of 2020 has uh, has brought to us and has done for me. You know, starting back in January, I decided to create a website it was about a, a one year anniversary or one year out for me starting my public social media page on, on Instagram. So I decided to maybe try my hand at blogging and I watched some YouTube videos and I figured out how to design a website. So I built the stephenbradleymd.com website where I was planning on hosting the mask off blog. I actually came up with that title before, um, everything ensued but that's the name of the blog i put a couple articles out at the beginning of the year and eventually realized that i'm not much of a writer and um, you know it's not too many uh blog posts sitting there on the website right now but the website's still up and running and i've been able to add different parts to it and, and uh it's been a good experience just learning how to design websites so that was uh you know december january start of the new year and everybody was uh you know, looking forward to what the new year brought at that point in time. You know, fast forward to March, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic was just starting. It was still a lot of reports out of China, and I think it had landed on the west coast of the U.S. I remember back in March for my girlfriend's birthday, we actually traveled to Europe because the incidents weren't, it wasn't too high. Nobody was super worried yet about COVID, and we were over in... uh Spain and Portugal, hearing about what was going on on the west coast of the States. We're like, dang, it sounds like it's uh, getting kind of serious. And then shortly after returning was when the numbers really started to spike and we realized that, you know, everybody was truly at risk. So that was back in March of this year. A couple different things happened at that point in time. I am an anesthesiologist in the Navy and my platform, you get assigned kind of platforms or uh, different jobs. In addition to doing anesthesia, my platform is the USNS Comfort. It's a hospital ship. I actually deployed on the ship last year for um, about six months in 2019. Duty called again, and the Comfort was preparing to deploy to New York City to respond to this COVID-19 pandemic. So since that's my platform, I'm was, I was supposed to go with the ship. So I started uh, back in, I guess, March or April planning on, you know, what, what do we need for this mission to New York? I actually boarded the ship. It was kind of a, uh, pretty intense environment. Cause nobody really knew what was going on. The mission was being planned on the fly, usually for these humanitarian aid missions that we do they're five or six months in duration, but they'll have, you know, a year or more of planning to come up with this mission. And this was obviously being done at an accelerated pace. And it was tough to, to know what precautions we needed to take. PPE was still very hard to come by. And then, uh, you know, I had a bunch of us uh, service members crammed onto a ship. Didn't seem like the best idea, but there we were getting ready to, to sail to New York. As it were, plans kind of changed for me right at the last minute before the ship took off for a number of reasons. I'll probably tell a story in a, a couple of years when I'm uh, uh, separated from the Navy, but long story short i did not accompany the ship to new york i got reassigned to a different platform at the time if you recall there were multiple military units that were deployed across the country there were army hospitals army tent hospitals uh, in new york as well as in other major cities i know chicago and and texas had them as well so i was actually assigned to an expeditionary sorry i was assigned to a uh, field hospital for a little bit of time i was the hook for a couple of weeks and that mission never really materialized so i didn't go anywhere i just kind of stayed at my normal hospital and worked uh, in the operating rooms the peak of covid we had stopped doing elective cases so it was mostly just urgent emergent and then um, mission essential cases so uh, with the department of defense there's a little bit of urgency to some of the surgeries that we do because we do work to make sure the uh, military can continue to function and essential assets and service members are healthy enough to do their job. So there I was, you know, I, I was touching base with my colleagues that were up in New York on a comfort, reading the news stories about what's going on and hearing about how New York was just, uh, you know, being decimated by this pandemic. You know, at the time, my girlfriend lived up in New York as well, so I was hearing firsthand accounts from her about how crazy the stores were, how everything was sold out. And she was just staying uh, at home for the most part. So I'm sitting at home. You know, my mission never really materialized to deploy in the States, but then uh, a different mission came up with a group, an expeditionary medical unit that was going overseas, someplace warm and sandy. So I was picked for this deployment, which meant in June I went out for uh, some deployment training. Now, they they build up to this back March, April, May. There was actually a a group of us black male physicians that had gotten together. It started with a uh, kind of a viral social media post, the Don't Rush Challenge, I think is what it was called. But a bunch of us guys kind of got together and we were really collaborating to spread information to our community and to people so that folks could hear this information firsthand about coronavirus from people that looked like them and that they could trust, members of their own community. So with this group, the guys from RMRN, so it's uh Real Medicine right now, we were really working together to to push each other to do more. Out of that group, it's probably about a dozen of us, you know, we did multiple publications. We collaborated on, we went through the research and just were able to provide Good, handleable information for for people. We you know did our best to kind of inspire and just do whatever we could during this pandemic. We did a bunch of Instagram lives and and stories and, and all that. So one of the things that came out of that group, I was just inspired to kind of do more. And I thought you know a really good way to combine all the things that I've considered doing my Instagram, my now defunct blog, and my website. I figured, hey, let's let me. Give it a shot to uh, start a podcast. You know, I've I've played music for a while during this pandemic. Earlier in the spring, I, you know, worked on a different couple pieces of music, performing and then mixing and mastering and editing. And I thought I could just put all this together and start building a podcast. So that's what I set out to do. I, I watched some YouTube videos. I read some blog posts. About how to start a podcast and talk to a couple of people on social media. So, I you know Dr. Need Darko and then uh, Armchair Psychiatrist are two uh, folks that I really talked to a little bit about, you know, where do I start with this podcast? So, the Black Doctors Podcast, the idea was born back in uh, April, and I was working to get a couple episodes together to launch uh, the first Monday in June. So now fast forward to this expeditionary medical unit that I was attached to, and we were actually set to start our training in June. And I had like a two week notice before I was supposed to leave for this uh, pre-deployment training. Uh, Fortunately, I'd already recorded some of the episodes and I rushed to record a couple more and start getting them edited and posted to the uh, podcast server. So I was actually um, in Texas doing some pre-deployment training when the podcast officially launched, which was the uh, first Monday in June. It was a bit of a struggle because at the time, I didn't know if I was actually going to be deploying with this group or if I was just going to do a training and then come home. Um, I was an alternate for the anesthesiologist going. And if that person uh, had to drop for whatever reason after that one month of training, then I would proceed from Texas to overseas so there was a lot of uncertainty at the time but uh everything worked out i was able to return home at the end of june and that group uh, proceeded on to uh their overseas destination in the meanwhile the podcast had been going well i think i had you know six or seven episodes recorded for that first season and ended up running it out with with eight episodes and it seemed to be very well received thankfully um it, it is a fair amount of work, like each episode usually takes about, you know, if it's a 30 minute, 35 minute episode, I'll probably spend an hour at least doing the editing, just getting it ready and, and doing a little bit of the marketing stuff. I had to learn how to do some social media graphics. I'm not a social media guru or whiz by any stretch of the imagination. So it was a good learning experience for me. And, you know, we, we I closed out season two, sorry, I closed out season one and then uh, started recording for uh, season two. It's overall been a very rewarding experience having this podcast, and I would definitely encourage other people to to reach out and just, to step out and maybe start your own podcast. Uh, I think it's a great way to have a platform to use your voice. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about, and there's really a market out there for people to, that want to hear from you. I think a lot of times we, we feel like You know, we don't want to encroach on other people's territories or draw attention away from somebody else. But there really is, you know, enough interest out there for for everybody and their support for whatever you want to do. To that end, I'm actually um, releasing my first masterclass, if you will. I think that's the in Vogue title, but 30 Minutes to Podcast is going to be a course. I'll release it on my website, Um, should release January 1st of 2021. You can go on there and i just broke down the nuts and bolts of starting your own podcast so you can learn and hopefully avoid some of the mistakes that that i made it's going to be on my website stephenbradleymd.com there's a link that'll take you to the courses and the 30 minute to pot 30 minutes to podcast uh, course will be available there additionally you know i'm available for consultation for podcast if um, you just have questions or if you have a show and you'd like me to review that, you know, I'd be more than happy to do so. I do get into the weeds a lot with editing and, and learning about all these different filters and stuff you can use with the different digital um, uh, audio workstations and something that I re- enjoy doing. So please don't hesitate to, to reach out. I know the very first episode that I released was about imposter syndrome. So just to circle back around and and tell you how that's been going, you know, I think I am in a a much better space. I I was never like in a bad space, if you will, but it's just something that I I noticed and realized that was happening that sometimes I would have feelings of being less than and just a lot of stuff going on. And I think what's helped me, number one, you know, this podcast and being on social media kind of helped me break out of my shell and realize that, you know, people are out there looking to do things that I'm doing, whether it's anesthesia or medical ethics or music, and I'm able to be a voice and hopefully help people that are out there. I've got some great reviews for the podcast, Um, not even the reviews, though, more so there's emails that have been sent from people that said they were inspired to apply to medical school or to do psychiatry research. One of um, my friends got a couple of patient referrals. So that is pretty cool. So all that stuff kind of helps me affirm my my presence and, and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Other things I found helpful in, you know, just dealing with imposter syndrome. Number one, it's probably about five points, I guess. Number one, just acknowledge that there is an issue, whether it's big or small you know, for some people it's crippling, for some people it's just annoying, but realize that there is this element of imposter syndrome. It has a name, you know, a diagnosis, if you will. Um, And then in doing so, you can kind of start to separate your feelings and how you feel about stuff from the facts of the matter. So did you truly earn your, your way or work your way to where you are right now? Then if so, you deserve to be there. You deserve to be present in that space, Know that everybody makes mistakes. Um, So separate those feelings from the facts. The facts are people make mistakes, but you are where you deserve to be right now. Other things that have helped me is to focus on the positive. Look at the things that I'm doing right. Look at the people that I'm helping and and just be positive. Take opportunities to reward yourself. I think that the biggest thing that, that I say to people is to fake it till you make it, because pretty much everybody else is. Um, and that's not to say that you don't ask for help when appropriate, and that you don't know your limitations, because those are, all those are, are important signs of growth, and especially in the healthcare field, you know, being safe and providing the best patient care possible. But uh, a lot of people, you know, whether they admit to it or not, they they feel inadequate, they feel overwhelmed. So just uh, you know, fake it till you make it. And then that last piece of advice, this is a, a quote from, from me. I should write this down, I don't know, it or something. But I always remind myself that somebody dumber than me has already done this. So there, there's people out there that have done exactly what you're trying to do that weren't nearly as smart as you are. And if that's what it takes to kind of give you a little, little bit of extra umph or motivation, then that's kind of what's helped me. I know it helped me in medical school um, help me when I'm applying to medical school, applying to residency, all of those. When I get overwhelmed, I just think, you know, somebody dumber than me has has already done this and made it through. i um, looking forward, you know, to this next season of the Black Doctors podcast. So season three should be launching uh, January 1st or rather the first Monday in this new year. I'm looking forward to bringing on some more guests and hearing their life stories I'm also looking forward to adding a couple different elements to the show. Um, I'll have a space to talk about things I'm passionate about medical ethics, race and ethnicity, and medicine and healthcare, and um, my own experiences. So, definitely looking forward to branching out on the show. Um, worked on some new theme music. So, uh, one of the biggest things that uh, caused a delay in, in putting on the show is I do all the editing myself. I also like to record and and edit and produce music so i uh took a little bit of time I, I had to figure out what song i thought fit best with the vibe of the black artist podcast so for the first season well, let's see i think it was uh go by common um so i kind of did my own cover of that i don't know if that's copyrighted or not i think it probably still is i had a Dr. Scrub. she's a lawyer and a doctor. I should have asked her about copyright, but anyways it was by Common and Common's, you know, inspirational and, and uplifting. And then um, let's see for the season two. Uh, season two I did a cover of Back Home. It's by Trey Songs that features Summer Walker. And honestly I just like the uh, the uh, hook and I kinda took that and reproduced it. Just did a cover of that. That's what you hear for season two. Um, so, so far, so good. I think I'm going to stick with that one. I guess it's kind of, you know, makes you think of the podcast and, and it helps you identify the show. And then um, just finished up a new track or a new cover that I'm going to have along with this extra content that I'll be producing that speaks specifically to uh, medical ethics and healthcare disparities and So stay tuned for that. Thank you all for your support with this project. Definitely could not have done it without you. At the end of season two, we closed out with over 10,000 downloads. The podcast has been streamed in over 40 different countries. So again, I'm just blown away by the success. Uh, More importantly are the individual lives that have been touched and changed. I had the opportunity to go on a Huffington Post interview, and I also spoke with a uh, uh, alternative school out of Gary, Indiana. I was able to speak with I think forty or fifty high school students, and just answer general questions about medicine and my career, and college, and the military. So definitely uh, appreciate the doors that this project is opening. I also uh, launched my YouTube channel, so Stephen Bradley, MD. And that channel features two two things primarily. There's Ask an Anesthesiologist series and then the Military Medicine series. So with Military Medicine, I talk a lot about my experiences as a medical officer in the United States Navy. The opinions are my own. They're not those of the DOD. And the reason I, I share that is because a lot of folks end up taking these military medical scholarships because they're thinking primarily about money and paying for school. And there's just a lot more to it than finances. I want folks to realize that when you take these scholarships, that you are signing a job contract that you won't start for about eight years. Uh, There's a lot more information there on the YouTube channel. If you're interested in military medicine, definitely encourage you to check that out. And then with the Ask an Anesthesiologist series, I want to take a lot of basic information about anesthesia and surgery and make it available to your friends and family members that are not in the healthcare field Uh, so often you come to have surgery you've talked with the surgeon before but you meet your anesthesiologist the day of surgery and there's just not a a lot of time to ask questions and get a clear understanding of what to expect with anesthesia so with this youtube channel i am putting out videos that describe common things in anesthesia common questions that should be asked comments, side effects, or complications. And I'm taking questions as well and uh, answering them in the video format. So if you have any questions you'd like to submit, you can either post them on the YouTube channel or you can go to my website, stephenbradleymd.com. And there is a link there to ask an anesthesiologist. I'm also there for medical ethics consultations as well. Finally, I would be remiss if I did not thank each and every person that came on the show and was a guest. So. Uh, let's drop the beat yeah there it is so first of all I want to thank uh, Dr. Nate Jones he was uh, the second episode of season one Dr. Jones good friend he's finishing up his uh, pediatric emergency medicine fellowship just secured his attending job Nate congratulations so proud of you thanks for coming on the show Next up, Dr. Bianca Bush, thank you so much. He's a psychiatrist and good friend. Thank you for coming on the show, congrats on the new baby. Season one, episode four, Dr. Roiney, one of my coworkers in the Navy, appreciate you coming on the show. He's got great information about finances. He, he hosts a blog called Surgify. Definitely check that out if you're interested in, in money and medicine. Season one, episode five, Dr. Ward, thank you so much uh really enjoyed having you on the show she's my good friend from the good old howard university college of medicine she's an obstetrician currently practicing in new york she is super involved in residency education and she's wrapping up an mph right now so super proud of you congrats keep up the hard work uh season one episode six dr brent stevens he uh, was a resident where I went to medical school. So he was. He actually went to Howard for uh, medical school as well as his orthopedic surgery residency. He also helped start this nonprofit organization called Young Docs DC, and they really uh, get a hold of the of the youth there in DC. And I think they're in a couple other cities, and they just provide mentorship and guidance to these young men, and take them under their wing and and have them shadow. And show them exactly what they can be, what they can grow into. Brent, thanks so much for coming. Uh, season one, episode seven. Dr. Brittany Halford. She is an internal medicine physician. She's also a financial guru and entrepreneur. She came on the show, and it, she just kind of blew us away. She she presented her joy budgeting method, which uh, helps you find joy as you manage your finances dr halpert thank you so much for joining us next up uh season one episode eight this was a finale uh dr coder sapara he is an internal medicine physician uh practicing down in houston texas he's also an international medicine graduate he came on the show and shared his experiences and how he came to success he has success in multiple avenues uh, multiple businesses, um, doing quite well for himself. And he shares this all in his YouTube channel, The Life of Dr. Curtis O. Curtis, thanks so much for blessing us with your presence. And congrats on um, the new kid, man, a beautiful baby boy. Um, check out his Instagram and YouTube if you want to see, uh, see pictures of this guy. That closed out season one, so all eight episodes and then in the fall, I launched season two. I was privileged to have the Chapmans on. Dominique and Shannon, they're both colleagues from Howard University. They attended the Howard University College of Dentistry. They came on the show and talked about dentistry. They talked about the new practice that they're opening up. It should be open any day now. It's called Toothsome Dental, and it's in Maryland. I believe it's in Towson, Maryland. But their link is, is in the show notes. So check them out if you're in Maryland and need a dentist. A black-owned, HBCU graduate-owned dental office, Toothsome Dental. Check them out. The second episode of Season 2 featured Ask Dr. Chi. She's a family medicine physician. She's a hospitalist down in uh, Florida. She's also a collegiate athlete. We first met during our graduate program. Uh, We were both just trying to make it, trying to get into medical school. Um, and we both turned out okay. Dr. Chi, it's been great following your progress. And check her out. She has her own websites and nonprofit organizations as well where she works and mentors collegiate athletes and helps them become the best them they could possibly be. Next up with season three. Now, this episode came on the heels of some terrible news. There was a passing of our beloved Chadwick Bozeman from colon cancer. So I brought on... Uh, Dr. Ed McDonald. He's a gastroenterologist and uh, chef. He's also a DJ on the side. He practices on the south side of Chicago. I was able to work with him when I was a resident. Ed has done so much for the community at large, and he comes on the show and talks about colon cancer, colon cancer screening, and how we can start fighting these healthcare disparities in our communities. Check him out. Him and his wife are, are an amazing family. Um, his wife is a, a Dr. Everywoman. That's her uh, social media handle, and she puts out amazing content, parody videos where she's disseminating accurate healthcare information for the community. Ed, thanks so much for coming on the show. Season two, episode four is entitled The Sky is a Limit, that features Dr. Courtney Scrubs. She is a physician as well as a lawyer, and she has made it her mission to empower female entrepreneurs and businesswomen And she has her own investment group, angel investment group, the DAWA Network. If you're interested, definitely check her out, Dr. Courtney Scrubs. Season two, episode five was Dr. Wilton Triggs. Dr. Triggs, he is a graduate of Meharry Medical College, and he's a plastic surgeon. He was the first uh, plastic surgery resident to graduate from the University of South Florida's program. He's doing incredible things in the community, reaching back and mentoring the youth. He's got his own YouTube channel and a bunch of other things going on. Definitely check out Dr. Triggs. Season two, episode six focuses on black mental health. It's called Black Mental Health Matters. Um, It features my resident from when I was a medical student at Howard, Dr. Uh, Danielle Harrison. She is currently an attending psychiatrist at Howard University Hospital. She is also the current director for the residency program. She does... A lot to help the community there in D.C. and at Howard and to help foster a next generation of psychiatrists that can focus on the mental health needs of our communities. Dr. Harrison, thank you so much for all you're doing and for coming on the show. Next up, uh, season two, episode seven, featured emergency medicine physician. A lot of folks have been writing to me, asking me to hear from emergency medicine. I got my guy. Italo Brown on the show. He is an emergency medicine physician out in California. He did his residency in New York. Uh, He also is a graduate of Meharry Medical College. And he's just doing incredible things. He helped start Trap Medicine, which provides healthcare interventions to the community by way of barbershops. He's also appeared in numerous uh, media outlets, um, including uh, GQ Magazine. Uh, He did some... um, video breakdowns for them. Dr. Italo Brown is focused on healthcare disparities and does a lot, Uh, definitely taught me a lot in this episode about what he sees as an emergency medicine physician and how he can have meaningful impact on his community. Season two, episode eight, it featured uh, Dr. Derica Alexander. She is a veterinarian. We switched gears a little bit. It's called Tales of Diversity in Vet Medicine. I learned so much. I definitely did not know a lot about the life of a veterinarian. And she came on and, and rapped with us for a little bit, spread some amazing information. She left her contact information if you're interested in veterinary medicine. Season two, episode nine, featured Dr. Nee Darko. He was one of the inspirations, or rather the inspiration for me to start my own podcast. He is the host of his podcast, Docs Outside the Box. He focuses on how physicians can realize their full potential, um, came on spoke for a little bit man he shares so much about being um a locum's position and how to really take control and and run your own life even as a position it can be done in episode 10 we switched gears a little bit this was around uh, veterans day we brought on lieutenant junior grade Paige monk she is a naval academy graduate She is, at the time she was in uh, flight school, she has since graduated and got her wings, is gonna be heading out to her squadron. She shared how folks can um, join the Naval Academy and and how the sky truly is the limit for what you wanna do. Finally, on uh, Veterans Day, we actually were able to have Dr. Antonio Webb come on the show and, and give us an episode. He is the author of the book, Overcoming the Odds. He is an orthopedic spine surgeon, And this book tells his story about coming from the streets of Louisiana to becoming a medic in the U.S. Air Force. He deployed to uh, Iraq during the height of the war and helped treat service members there. He came back, went on to medical school and is now a very accomplished spine surgeon and sought out motivational speaker. He's got big things coming in 2021. Keep an eye out. He's dropping a feature film going to detail, chronicle his life. He's totally focused on reaching back and helping others get to where he is now. Dr. Webb, thank you so much for joining us. In episode 12, we take it back to the 18. We had anesthesiologist, Dr. Betty. She came on. Uh, she talked about her experience combating COVID-19. She talked about barriers to health equity. Dr. Betty actually went out and started her own Um, mentorship organization called Mulu Mentors. And she helps mentor students that are first generation coming into the healthcare fields. Dr. Betty, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know it's a big year for her. She got engaged, um, is either married or will get married soon. Congratulations, uh, Dr. Betty, and look forward to working with you in the future. Season two, episode thirteen features Dr. Eddie Miller. I've been waiting to have this guy on the show. He was an OB intern when I was finishing up medical school at Howard. He came in and hit the ground running. He was so excited. I've never seen anybody so excited to start internship than this guy. He is currently um, a dean for healthcare equity at um, University of Washington St. Louis. And he is a maternal fetal medicine specialist, so he specializes in helping our women have babies and have them in a safe and healthy manner. He came on and talked about these high-risk pregnancies and these health care disparities and how they're affecting women of color. Dr. Miller, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing. Season 2, episode 14 is entitled Black Girl Magic" It features my good friend and coworker, Dr. Vanita Simpson. It tells us the day in the life of a neurosurgeon. She keeps it real, she keeps it 100. She talks about how residency was and how she made it through. She talks about her day-to-day practice as a neurosurgeon and uh, just drops some gems for folks to follow if you're looking into a very competitive specialty to match into. She's proved it can be done and it can be done flawlessly. Queen V, thank you so much. Looking forward to working with you in the OR in 2021. To wrap it up, season two, episode 15, uh, brought on Dr. Kevin Simon. He is a psychiatrist. He's finishing up his um, PEDS, psych, sorry, a child and adolescent psychiatry fellowship as well as addiction medicine fellowship at Harvard. Dr. Simon, he's also married to Dr. Brittany Halford, so it's a family affair. Um, They're doing incredible things. Dr. Simon is extremely well published, and he's got some articles written this year that you should definitely check out. Um, Dr. Simon, thank you so much for coming on the show. You'll you'll notice that there was a a lot of mental health um, focus in the last two seasons. I thought it was very significant considering the impact of 2021 on folks and their mental health. And that was um, why I, I chose to focus on on mental health, especially in our community. And of course, special thanks to my girlfriend Christina, the voice of the Black Doctors Podcast. If you stuck with us this long then you're the real MVP, um, you know, nobody likes sitting through credits, but if you don't want the credits, you can, you can get up and, and leave the movie theater. Stephen Bradley, you're from the neighborhood Anesthesiologist, host and creator. Tune in for season three of the Black Doctors Podcast because we're doing it for the culture.